Guys, so without further ado, we're going to introduce our next guest. So Cole and I went to Australia recently. We just partnered with Clean Health, which obviously you guys know. And when we went there, we had the opportunity to meet Hattie Boydell, WBFF world champion. I'm not going to lie. When I first met Hattie, I was a little bit nervous. I'm like, this girl's strong as fuck. <laughs> she might be stronger than me. So I was really nervous to meet Hattie, but she was actually like the nicest person ever. We got along with her super well. And she spoke multiple times at the event and she captivated the audience every single time. So Hattie Boydell is awesome. And you guys are going to hear from her today on training women to get strong. If you are coming to the event in September, she's going to be speaking on how she became the WBFF world champion. So guys, without further ado, drop some fire in the chat box. Let Hattie know that you're excited to hear her talk today. Hattie Boyd will talk about how to get women strong. Let's go. Well, hi, everyone. I mean, gosh, what an awesome freaking community. Like one of the best things about Zoom is like it looks like Brady Bunch, but you guys have got the Brady Bunch times <laughs> fucking 10. So, you know, thank you so much, everyone being here. I know you guys are, most of you are from around the world, over in Canada. And uh, something that's really cool is actually one of my world's titles in Canada. So Canada's good luck for me. So I am really excited to see you guys and be a part of the next PT Dom in September. It's going to be such a great event. And, you know, seeing you guys, you know, Brian and Cole speak at the Clean Health Seminar, it was like, wow, these guys are doing some fucking amazing things. And something that we spoke to over and over again at the Clean Health Seminar was that success breeds success. I always say that self-mastery is a me game, success is a we game. And if you look at all the people on this screen, every single one of you is here to be successful, but you're here to encourage success because that's what elevates a community. Like right now, you guys are here as a community, encouraging each other to do better. This is what we want. So, you know, Brian and Cole, thank you so much for, for having me here. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to talk to you about how to get female strong because that is something that I'm incredibly passionate about. It's certainly changed my life, getting strong. And when we look at strong or we say strong or strength, it's not just a physical attribute. It's a mindset, right? A champion mindset is something that I always speak to. Being strong is not just in the gym. It is resilience in all areas of our life. So I'm going to share a little bit of my background and how it led me to actually falling into being, I guess, a leader in training women for strength. You know, when I first started in the industry 16 years ago, 16 years ago, gosh, like it's only this year that I've reflected and gone, holy shit, I've been here for a long time, that I realized there's been so many great shifts in what we see in women. So who here on this call trains women? Nearly every, well, pretty much everyone. Amazing. I love that. A lot of people. Okay. My ladies in here, who likes to train to get strong cool what i'd love to hear at the end is some questions you know how how to overcome certain things if i haven't already answered that question in the lead up please make sure you do pop your questions in because i want to make sure that i can deliver all the information that you want today but a little bit about me i've actually done more training in my life than i've done anything else that's my flex i don't know if that's a great flex but i like to think of it as one i was an elite gymnast for nine years of my my early career as a, as a child into my teenage years so my parents put me into gymnastics from the age of four and by the age of 12 I was training 32 hours a week right training and going back and forth to the Australian Institute of Sport and they wanted me to compete at the Commonwealth Games but I quit because my best friend quit this is how powerful community is right my buddy system was leaving I thought oh maybe I don't want to do it I don't want to do it without her she's what keeps me going and you know I'm really grateful for that time because so many of the qualities and the attributes that I use now as an as a professional athlete but not just a professional athlete, as a business owner, right? As a, as a leader, the qualities that I used at such a young age, you know, so I'm really grateful for that time. 
taught me skill mastery, how to practice, right? How to get from level one to level two to level three. You know, when we're learning skills, if you think about training, right? We don't just go straight to squatting 100 kilos. We start with body weight. Some of us start on a bench, right? And then we move to a goblet squat. Then we move to a barbell squat. And then we add 10, 20. And it's this beautiful skill mastery. That's one of the things I love about strength training is you can't get strong without the practice, right? You got to earn the right to put the weight on the bar, which is something that we say in our training the female athlete seminars. Mm-hmm. Got to earn the right to put the, the weight on the bar. I had two, two. Now, when I, I quit gymnastics and uh, it led me to do every sport under the sun, which I did in my high school days. But in high school, I got really sick. I developed a really bad eating disorder from depression and I was hospitalized. Some of you might not, might know my story, might not. And I ended up being in emergency intensive care. I was 28 kilos. I was less than half the what I weigh today. And I had to be hospitalized for a long time. But it was in that, in that community, right? I'm going to call it a community because I was with other women that I realized, holy shit, there's some misleading information that we are absorbing that are encouraged us to choose certain actions, certain ways of being, certain language that I was exposed to that was not helpful to me in that way. And I realized, hmm, there's something that's wrong here. I'm going to be the change that the industry needs. That's what I remember saying to myself. I am going to be the change that the industry needs to see, which meant that I had to go and get healthy, right? I had to go and do the work. Now, that was easier said than done, but I did it. But it was very challenging. Now, something that I'm going, you're going to hear me speak to today is you must be the example. Leadership is heavy, right? Leadership requires that we do what we teach others. And that was a phenomenal pivoting point for me when I was like, well, I'm trying to teach someone else what to do. You bet I better start doing it. And I navigated through the challenges that showed up. Now, something that I also realized in that time is that I had a very unhealthy relationship with myself and therefore an unhealthy relationship with my behaviors and an unhealthy relationship with the language that I chose. Now, when we talk about being strong, when we talk about being an athlete, a part of that is how we fuel our bodies. And at the time, I wasn't fueling my body very well, if at all. And it wasn't till I started to change the way I looked at things. So there's a beautiful saying, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Well, I had to change the way I looked at food because for a long period, like even in my first kind of five years of becoming a personal trainer, I was using language that I thought was right at the time with the lack of education that I had. When I, I, I was in hospital for a year and then I, I got out when I was 17. So I was in there from 16 to 17 years old. And, and I said to my parents, when I got out, I want to become a personal trainer. So I enrolled myself into my personal training course, which we all knew, we all know is the bare minimum of our education. At that time, I was reading bodybuilding.com. And at that time, bodybuilding.com was all about clean eating and cheat meals. So just guess what I was doing? Clean eating and cheat meals, right? I was still governed by rules that were unhealthy. Now, when we say eating clean, we think, oh, I'm being really good. Now, that's great when we're doing that. But what about when we stray away from this clean eating? And the reason I'm sharing this is because hands up here who has clients that use the word, and this might even be you. So this is a little bit of a check-in for you. Who uses the words? No, you got to eat clean. Sorry, in the American accent and Canadian accent, telling your clients to eat clean, right? Thank you. Thank you. Put your hand up if that's you. It was me, right? Now, something I'm just going to say to this is that can be unhelpful because when they, they go outside the realm of clean, 
how do they feel when they eat something that's not that? Because there's a huge relationship, everyone, with how we label food and how we label, label ourselves, right? So who feels, this is a great example. I love this. Thank you so much for putting your hand up. Who feels great when they're, when they're eating clean? I'm going to put in eating clean. Like put your hand up. Like those of you, like, you're like, oh, I'm eating clean. I feel so cool. How do you feel when you go off path? when you start eating the dirtier food or the cheat meals. You know, there was a recent study. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Big V Energy. For some reason, I just think of Big Vagina Energy. Is that what your thing is? <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's all I think about. Vanessa, is that it? <laughs> there's definitely an Australian in the room. Okay, so there's like the reason I'm saying this is because language, everyone, is really important. And the art of coaching is being able to coach ourselves in this process, right? Leadership means that we must follow the rules that we are leading others by, which means if you're telling your clients to rest, but you can't rest, you better check yourself for that. If you're telling your client to track their macros and you're not tracking your macros, you better check in for that, right? Imposter syndrome is because you're not being authentic with what you're telling others to do. So if those of you who suffer with imposter syndrome, be the leader, right? You have all the knowledge and the tools that you need to lead by example. Everyone, like a beautiful part of your individual journeys is that you are an example for the mistakes and the lessons and the success that you have, right? I say to my clients, fail forward, often and with good grace, right? When we fall forward, pick yourself up. Cool, what can I do better? How can I make sure I step over that thing next time instead of tripping on my feet? Right. So language is a really big part of it. And language helped improve my relationship with food. Okay. I stepped away from living food, good and bad. Now I'm sharing this because every single one of you who are dealing with women are going to have to deal with language. I've removed the words clean, cheating, dirty from my forums. No, we say nutrition. We say fuel. We say micronutrient dense, whole food, soul food. Okay. This is what we want to look at because the truth is we're trying to have long-term sustainability with our clients. That's in our training. That's in our nutrition. Eating a little bit of chocolate is not dirty or cheating, especially if you planned it. It's in the plan, okay? And I had to learn that too. And you bet I learned the hard way. I had every terrible eating habit under the sun, right? Until I went, hmm, actually, if I step away from labeling food this and I look at fuel for my body, I'm going to, like, things change, right? Change the rules, the rules, the game change, the game changes. Change the fucking game if you don't like how you're playing it. Do you know who the most powerful person is in your life? It's not your mum, but though she's pretty powerful. It's not your daughter, even though she sometimes, you know, it's a game. But you are the most powerful person in your life. And the reason I have to remind you of that is because the only person that can change the rules that you live by is you. The only person that's going to wake yourself up and get yourself out of bed at 5 a.m. is you. The alarm clock tells you it's time and the mindset goes, go, right? When you come under the bar with a heavy set, if you tell yourself you can't do it, you aren't, you're not doing it, right? Now, I started competing in 2011, right? And I did what I thought was right at the time. I did the clean eating and the cheap meals and I got the result I wanted when I, when I worked. So it, I was all in. It was great when I followed the process, but it was a mess when I was after. And I realized there's got to be another way. And it wasn't until I met Sebastian Oreb actually in 2014 that he introduced me to strength training. And it was through strength training that I realized, huh, this skill that I have to show up for, the skill that I have to practice 
this weight that I've never lifted before in my entire life, which is actually scaring the shit out of me, makes me feel really empowered. And I remember my first session where he made me sit for five minutes between my reps, which was completely opposite to what I've done before. So the strength protocol that we started with, which is a great strength protocol. I'm sure you guys are going to use it with your clients. I've used it many, many times. I've revisited it many times. It's five sets of five reps on my squats and five sets of five reps on my deadlifts and five sets of five reps on my shoulder press and five sets of five reps on my chin-ups. And he made me rest five minutes between my sets. And I sat there and I thought, what the hell is this guy making me do? Does he think I'm not strong? Does he think I'm not fit? Has he not seen my track record? Like I just told him, I do this, this, and this. I can do this. And I'm the, I won my pro card and I'm this. Felt like he didn't listen to me. No, no, he was listening. I told him I wanted to be strong. And so what does it take to be strong? It requires a certain type of rep range. It requires a certain type of recovery for our nervous system to be able to handle the demands of the loads that we're putting in our body. And I remember walking away from that session and in my mind, I told him I was never coming back, but I did. I came back the Friday and then I came back the next week. And even though I was putting five kilos more on my back each week, it seemed to feel easier. And I was like, how can this thing feel easier when I'm putting more and more weight on my back? And it was this amazing neurological response, right? This movement literacy that I was gaining as well as strength. And I became so empowered by it. And I started to show it off on my social media. Look, I'm a fitness model doing lifting double body weight. And it got a lot of attention from a lot of females going, I want to do that thing. You know, and fast track eight years later, we have you know, so much of the population of females now moving away from wanting to be skinny and wanting to be strong, right? Has anyone noticed when females come to you, it's not just, I want to look good naked, right? We all want to look good naked, but I want to get strong. I want to build my booty. They don't just want a big booty. They want to have a strong booty. You bet they want to be hip thrusting. Do you guys do kilos or pounds? Tell me kilos. Pounds. 200 kilos. No, it's pounds. Oh, yeah. Pounds? Yeah. 450 pounds. Oh, well, that sounds even more. I want to lift 450 pounds. That sounds pretty impressive, right? Yeah, I want to lift 450 pounds, right? And so the beautiful thing about strength training is it's something that is measurable, okay? Something that I've learned over the years of working with myself and working with so many women, like thousands of women, is we don't see ourselves as we are. We see ourselves as we feel, which changes. Could be minute to minute for some women, right? Hour to hour, day to day, week to week, right? Especially on our menstrual cycle. We, we change very quickly, okay? So relying on how we feel, is not very helpful at times, okay? So strength training became something that I could just feel, tune into. It was all about outperforming myself. It was how can I inch a little bit better forward each week? Well, I had to show up for that, okay? So a big part of strength training is mindset, building confidence under the bar. Now, something that I teach in our training the female athlete is you have to earn the right to put weight on the bar. So with our clients, we want to see them have long-term success, which means that we need to plan out how we periodize their effort, right? It's not failure week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. That doesn't make us stronger. We have to change. We have to separate strength training from hypertrophy, right? Hypertrophy, the goal is to work to proximal failure, if not failure. Okay, we need that to build muscle. But for strength training, we need to be able to get stronger safely and effectively over a long-term plan, right? So we need to make sure that we plan out, thank you, the periodization of our effort. Week one, there should be no technical breakdown. 
So we can say seven out of 10 for effort. Now, seven out of 10 is still challenging, seven out of 10, but there's not going to be a breakdown. There's not going to be a slowdown in the speed of their reps. And we know that they're going to be able to achieve the next week, which is going to be a 5% increase in their weight. So if a client comes to me and I say, hey, how much can you squat? And they say, I can squat 100 kilos. I'm like, cool. We're going to start at 70 kilos today. And they're going to be like, but I can do that. I'm like, I know, perfect. You're going to show me a perfect squat, 70 kilos for five by five. And if there's breakdown at 70 kilos, it's going to give me a pretty good indication of what 100 kilos looks like. Okay. So we don't want our clients failing on week one. It doesn't create training morale. Right? We want our clients to leave the gym going, I did perfect squats today. And not just, you know, that's it. Like I didn't do anything. Like seven out of 10 is still effort. Seven out of 10 still requires effort, but it leaves four more weeks or three more weeks of progression because we're not in it for the month. We're in it for the long term. Okay. How have I done this for 16 years? There's been periodization of programming and effort. And sure, I failed at times. Okay, when we go to hit a really heavy number later on, sometimes the mindset gets the better of us and we go, and then you revisit it another time and you get it. Okay, so one thing, an important piece of getting your female strong, getting your clients strong or getting yourself strong is you need a periodized effort. Okay, the second is we need to know where your client is at in terms of their movement literacy. So we talk about periodizing exercise selection, Okay. When a client comes in, we're going to move and assess them. I work online only. And who works online here? 99% of the audience right now. Pretty okay. much everyone, yeah. So something that I do is I movement screen a client. So I take them through squat, push, bend patterns. They do it in their, in their living room. And then they get to show me under the bar. So we want to be able, we want to make sure that we know exactly where your client's at. So we have a number of different squat patterns and deadlift patterns that we can take our clients through right? They might start with a goblet squat, right? Then they progress to a barbell or they start with body weight, then goblet squat, then barbell. Okay. We need to make sure that we are cueing the person with the right exercise. Now, again, a beautiful thing about taking someone through their journey is showing them the plan, showing them where they started and where we want to get to and being able to break it down in small manual pieces, moving from goblet to barbell or goblet to counterbalance or counterbalance to goblet, barbell. And not everyone can squat, right? So if your clients can't squat, we give them a squat pattern and we set goals for them to achieve through that squat pattern, okay? I know we glorify certain exercises. I have to put my hand up. I've done, you know, you bet I glorify a squat and a deadlift, but I can't always do them either. So I go and I, I create the same principles to my squat pattern, whether it's a hack squat or a pendulum. I periodize the effort, okay? I do strength progressions, different phases. You might go five by five, six by three, okay? Five by five, six by three. Actually working with a lot of women, what I've come to learn is that they take a little bit longer to warm up. Has anyone noticed that about your females? Take a little bit, yeah. I noticed that about myself, I noticed about my females. So actually I really love for a lot of my females, pyramid sets, wave loads, okay? Where they get to, they get to have like their first set. So let's say a wave load, 5-3-1, nice example. A 5-3-1 is actually quite an advanced method because you, you've got to be really good at doing a single one RM. So let's say, let's start with 7-5-3. So a wave load is where you go 7-5-3, okay? So two loads. The first 7-5-3 is like 
a warm-up working set. It's not going to be your max, but they're still going to be working hard. And then when they revisit seven, they use the weight that they use for five. And then when they go five again, they use the weight that they use for three. And then when they go three, they're going to use, you know, two and a half or five kilos, depending on where they're at, higher than what they did their first set of three on. And what they find is that not only are they more neurally aroused, okay, their nervous system is woken up a little bit, but they've also built a little bit more confidence. And confidence is a big thing when it comes to strength training, mindset and confidence. How do we build confidence? How do we build confidence? It's not just by taking action. It's not just the ability to believe. It is with perfect practice of the skill, of the exercise, of the habit, of the behavior, of the repetition, of the thing you are trying to master. This is why we periodize effort. If you go into week one and you're failing, how, where's your confidence at? It's like, it's not. You're anxious. You feel pretty shit. It's not exciting. But when you start with a, a weight you can achieve, right? And you're getting that perfect technique, right? Because technique comes before load. You got to earn the right to put the weight on the bar. Technique breaks down, right? We're going to hold it there. So week one, we start at 70% or seven out of 10. Week two, we put 5% on. And it's a little bit harder and we still get perfect practice makes perfect. Week three, we get a little bit harder, but we still have perfect practice makes perfect. Technique before load, yes. And then week four, we either overachieve. So we hit a number we haven't hit before or we deload. And we reassess because if week three looked really hard, maybe week four is an overachieve and we might not get there. So we deload. And when we deload, we drop the volume back to half. So if we're doing five sets. We're not going to do two and a half. We're going to do two sets. But you might be able to continue to increase the intensity of it. And the intensity is the load that you have selected, right? So because she only has to do two sets of five, she might be able to go for that heavier weight instead of doing five by five. But the next time you revisit five by five, you bet you're going to hit that number. You know, something to remind your clients of along the way, especially as things get hard. Just go, hey, you know your old work set? That's now your warm-up. And we congratulate the little milestones of their strength progression, okay? And we go, hey, at the beginning of this 12 weeks, you were doing five by five on 50, because you can revisit five by five again. You don't just do five by five once and never revisit it. Okay, this is just an example. So you don't have to just hit one strength phase and like never revisit it. You go back to it and you go, remember the last time you did five by five, you're doing five by five on 50. Now you're doing five by five on 80. Wow, you're, you've nearly increased by 50% your strength. That's pretty amazing, right? And as your ladies are building their bodies, okay, this is a good one. Who here, and this is for men and women, because this isn't just an apply to women. Who here has been through a building phase before? I was just talking to Cole and Brian. They're saying how they love being lean. They don't, they don't enjoy being thick. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. The reason I ask that is I'm going to ask another question. Who here struggled? It's like, yeah, I want to get big. And then when they get to go, they were like, this doesn't feel so great. Yeah, that was me. Actually, I'm going to be honest. The first six years of my training, I really robbed myself of amazing gains. Like I really, because I limited, I played by rules that did not serve me, you know, to go back to what I said at the beginning, right? When we are dealing with clients, they have rules for themselves, which is honestly why they are here. It's why they come to you because they know they're living by rules, that they don't know how to play other rules, that they're asking for a new game. Now, 
Who here has tried to play a new game? You're like, oh, it's too much. I don't like this game. I'm losing. <laughs> Who's a sore loser? It's the same thing. We are unclawing or challenging okay, particular belief systems and rules that someone has lived by for a really long time. So to, we have to gently pull them to where they said they wanted to go. The art of coaching is being able to repeat back to someone what they said they want, not what you think you heard. That's not, that's not it, okay? This is sales calls for all of you guys doing sales. You're on that phone call. I just want to repeat back to you what you said to me. Can I just clarify with you? And you repeat verbatim what they said because that means you understand. If you can't do it verbatim, you, didn't, you were thinking too much about you and not enough about them. That's just an FYI. Right, coaching is objection handling, and it starts with a sales call. I know I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent, but I promise it. No, fucking preach! Everybody needs to hear this shit right now. I'm getting amped up right now. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, taking mad notes. So everybody else better be learning too. Yes. Right. The art of coaching is listening to what your client says to you, and they come to you because they are coming to authority. That is correct. But we are also dealing with a human being who has a history, who has rules, who has self belief limitations. Now. How many of us can sit, look at our partner or look at our client and be like, you have so much potential, but even potential requires hard work, right? And they're limited. Their potential is not limited by their resources. They're paying for a resource. It is limited by their self-belief, okay? So we have to help them break that self-belief, right? I can't be strong. I can't do that. No, no, you can. doesn't mean it's going to happen right now. I'd love to be able to squat 200 kilos on my back, but it's like 10 years in the making, <laughs> right? It took me eight years to, you know, hit a lot of my goals, right? But we build confidence with their ability to follow through with the process, okay? Teach our clients to be process-driven. How do we get strong? We follow a process. How do we improve technique? We follow a process. When we walk under the bar, it's not a random bunch of instructions every time. When I step under the bar, if I come around the right way at the beginning of the session, I have to come around the right way every single time. Okay, I don't know if anyone's like OCD like that. It's like, as soon as you start the session, that's the way it is. Hands on the bar, pull myself under, sit on the fleshy part of my neck. I do three steps out every time. Shoulder blades back and down, deep breath in, squat on the bar. That's my checklist, 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 checklist. It's not hands on the bar, three steps out. Next thing, like random, whatever it is. I, I think I've got a bit of, too much of a circuit to break that, right? Because we are trying to, minimize effort fatigue okay and be able to put effort where effort is due which is putting that fucking weight on the bar now the reason i'm going to circle back to this is because something that i teach my clients is perfect practice makes perfect and the warm-up sets the tone for the practice so when we're teaching our girls to be strong when we're teaching our clients to be strong when you're trying to get strong from the moment you put your hands on the bar and it is an empty bar you are practicing perfect technique that bar that empty bar deserves the same respect as your top set weight. Think about how that can contribute to other areas of your life, your habits, your behaviors. There's intention and there's mindless, right? The intent behind your meditation, instead of just feeling good about practice. Yeah, I meditated. Did you really? You know, it's like, can we, can there be many, like how we do one thing is how we do everything. Think of it like that. As soon as you be disciplined in one area of your life, you start to be disciplined in others. Your personal development is a reflection of, of your business. Your business is a reflection of your self-development, okay? You are the bottleneck. This is why you're so important, right? I realized I was a bottleneck to my life. I was a bottleneck to 
so many things in my life till I realized, holy shit, I got to change the way I'm doing things. I learned in hospital how powerful my mindset was because I wasn't there by chance. I was there by choice. And if I can change my mindset to do something powerful, right, which you are all here to do, then you harness your mindset. You work on it like your life depends on it because it does. What you do counts. The choices that you make don't just disappear into thin air. They have a consequence on the other side or they have a cost or they have a value. Are your choices giving you value or are they coming at a cost? Is inaction coming at a cost? I know I go down many rabbit holes. I can't help it. My brain just does that. You know, when I, when I talk about, I love talking about mindset. That's why I go down many you're, rabbit you're holes. You're good. Training. Everybody loves okay. it. That was needed to be said, <laughs> by like... the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat that because I want everybody to write it down because that is very fucking important. Your business is a reflection of your self-development, your personal development. You saying that, I could see everybody's eyes just ding. Like, that is so fucking important. Every single one of you guys should be writing it down on a note and putting it somewhere that you could see it every day. I'm very glad that you went off on that little tangent because it was fucking important. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll go back to uh, technique. Okay. A perfect practice makes perfect. That's what it was. How it leads into other areas of your life. Okay. How you write your copy. How do you say your scores? How you set your day up? How you set yourself up? Again, leading by example for our clients. I learned this from Tony Robbins and this was brilliant. And I'm going to share it with you guys because I think you'll find it helpful. Your best clients are a reflection of you. Your worst clients are also a reflection of you. That's the one no one wants to hear. But you learn from them. You learn from them. Oh, yeah, you learn from them. Okay, and that's a beautiful thing, right? We don't punish what's strong. We keep strengthening what's strong, but we work on what's weak. You can apply that with your clients in their training programs. You can apply it to yourself and your self-development, right? It's like building your mindset. It's like building your body. You do weak point training, but you don't neglect what's strong, but you do the maintenance for what's strong and you work, work on what's weaker, right? Same thing with your clients. Technique, confidence. How do we build confidence? Repetition. You don't get good at things without repetition. Okay, you want to become really good at squatting? Squat twice a week. I did six days a week in the lead up to the world titles. I don't recommend anyone doing that, but there's a better way. We teach how to train the female athlete. We don't have to do it that way. There's a better way. But you bet I got very good at squatting, right? So if your client wants to get strong in a particular movement pattern, okay? They need to do it often. The other is if your client doesn't like a particular movement, don't get them to do it. Get them to do the pattern, but they don't have to do that exercise, right? If, you, if they don't like squatting, get them to do a squat pattern. Training morale is a huge piece, everyone. Training morale. I've got a client at the moment. I took out deadlifts and she said, oh, I really like that. And I said, well, they're not a priority. And then I was like, well, actually they're training morale. So I put it back in, but I put the dose down. So it's like art of coaching is... Push and pull. Give them what they need and a little bit of what they want because when we have training morale, effort shows up naturally. And it is effort that gives our clients the body that they want. Now I'm going to circle it back to something that I, I went on a bit of a tangent from, which is building our bodies. Okay. I mentioned who here got really uncomfortable when they started to put weight on. Most of you put your hand up. When we are showing our clients the way, when we are leading them, okay, we have to lead by example first, which means when we do a build, we can't just cut the tie when we feel uncomfortable. We have to learn to be in the comfort and learn to notice what you focus on. What we associate with is what we annihilate ourselves with, okay? Association is a big thing. Most of us in some time of our life, maybe even now, associate fat, body fat as being bad. Is that really true? Only if it becomes unhealthy, which... Looking at everyone on my screen, no one's looking unhealthy here. 
Body fat is required actually for metabolic functions. We all know this, we're coaches. We need to stop saying fat is bad. Your client is going to gain body fat when they go into a build. They have to. No one enhanced, natural, gets away with it. We need to start to break down that, that fat is bad. And actually fat is a metabolic process. It's a hormonal process. It's a part of body. It's actually optimal for building muscle to a point. Just like we give our clients direction in the strength gains they are going to work towards, in the fat loss they're going to work towards. We need to give them a building plan that they're going to work towards because as they get stronger or as they go into a building phase, we want to give them performance goals, but we also want to keep them being able to follow through with the process, right? And show them, teach them how to be process driven. The same process that gets them fat loss is the same process that's going to maintain it, is the same process that's going to help them build. The only difference is the volume in which it comes from. We still need them to organize and pre-plan their food. We still need them to have four to five meals of protein spread evenly over the day. We still want them to have their biggest carbohydrate meals around their training to for them to maximize performance and recovery. We still want them to get eight hours a night of sleep. That doesn't change. Remember, long-term sustainability is our habits and our processes. Our future lies in the habits and our processes. It's not on-off. It's not obsessive, obsessive either. Is brushing your teeth obsessive? No, you just do it because you keep your teeth clean. Right, you guys, a coach is here. Are you trying to lead by example, right? You're trying to get your clients to follow a process. You're trying to show them, no, this is a sustainable process, but you're not doing, you're on-off, on-off. Again, lead by example. I shared this with the Brian and Cole this morning. I got a DEXA scan the other day. I maintain my lean body mass at 12% all year, easily. I get down to 7% when I compete and I'm a natural athlete. And then in my build, I sit around 14%. I tell you why. I'm not genetically gifted. I just work hard. I follow a process all the time. Why? Because I'm leading by example for my clients. Because I'm showing you what habits and behaviors can give you on the other side. Why do I share my story around anorexia? Because I show you what's on the other side of recovery. I show you that the mindset can help you to do anything in business, in relationship, in your strength training goals. I didn't ever think I was going to be able to squat over 300 pounds on my back. But I did that over eight years, repeating the same process, periodizing my effort, focusing on technique, adding 5% to the bar deloading, assessing, and going again over eight years, right? We talk about the recipe for success, consistency times effort times 10 years, okay? I know it's not very sexy, but 10 years goes very quickly, I can assure you. When I reflected back on 16 years, I was like, shit, nearly been here for a decade and I couldn't imagine doing anything else. In fact, I wouldn't want to do anything else, okay? We have one of the greatest gifts here. We are serving others and we can't just do what we want to do for others we have to do it for ourselves because if we're always trying to meet someone else's validation we'll never meet our own and if we don't want to feel like an imposter we have to do what we are teaching others to do that is leading by example you will then not only unlock your own potential but you show your clients how to unlock theirs the greatest gift we'll ever do is teach our clients how to be resourceful right how to be educating our clients on about their food how to make informed decisions Okay, teaching our clients about the menstrual cycle, which is something that we talk about training female athlete, right? My, my male coaches in here, sometimes you probably don't want to hear about your, your female's periods, but let me show you, women love talking about periods. So if you ask them about it, I'm sure they'd love to tell you. How are you going? I'm on my period. Say no more, say no more, right? But it is a part like, actually, 
some, it's a piece that we need to know about our female, our female clients from time to time. You know, how many clients, and we can all, you know, for my, my ladies here, you probably all do it, but you don't know it. Or maybe you do know it, but you do it anyway. When you step up on the scales a week out from your period, oh, so heavy. Oh, I think it's my period. It is your fucking period, <laughs> right? Use that week. That's another data week. Cool. We know we're going to have a spike. We know what our symptoms are. Your clients are going to say that to you like, oh, this week I'm heavier. Cool. Where are you at in your cycle? Oh, I'm a couple of days due. Okay. This is actually a normal part of the process. Actually, you're going to have really big water, water fluctuations due to the shift in your body's ability to utilize carbohydrates. Actually, I'm not expecting you to be, to be super strong, but you might be. We're actually going to warm up a little bit slower right now. So actually, I'll just share this. We've got the female menstrual cycle. Okay, they, Most of the research is done off 28 days, but working with so many women, I have actually never had a female that has a 28-day cycle, which is really interesting. People often ask me, do I, peer, do I program around my cycle? I do not. I only have one client that I periodize their training around their cycle because she has consistently shared with me that she gets chronic inflammation of, on week five, which is because she's got a longer cycle. Okay, again, individual. So I drop back. She goes from five days to four days, four sets to two sets. And that is a deload week for her, right? We collect data so we can make informed decisions as a coach. Okay, or even for ourselves. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients, and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Now, the first half of a female menstrual cycle is called the follicular phase. And we can break it up into two different phases. We've got early follicular and late follicular. Okay. And then we have ovulation in the middle. And then we have the luteal phase at the back end, early luteal and late luteal. So in that first half that we have in the follicular phase, actually the beginning part, the first part of the follicular phase is actually where we have our, what's called a low hormonal profile. Okay. Low hormonal profile, which means progesterone and estrogen are both low, okay? They're our low hormonal profile. This is where we have, it's called menses actually. Menses is when we bleed, That's it's called menses, okay? And that will last anywhere between two to seven days. Some people have will have a heavy cycle, right? And they just, honestly, they, they don't wanna train. They don't wanna put anything on their back. They don't wanna put anything on their hips, okay? They're too bloated. So barber hip thrust, not a great idea, but they can do a single hip thrust, right? We wanna be able to give our clients, if that's them, it's not going to be all women, okay? But is that if that your client says to you, hey, oh, when I'm bleeding, I just don't feel great doing this, listen to them. Don't say, no, 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 we push through. We're trying to teach our clients to work with this, their physiology, not against it. So therefore, as a, co a male coach, you have no idea. Don't say, no, push through it. You say, okay, cool. What do you feel you can handle today? As estrogen starts to rise, it can also make our joints lax. So single leg work for some women, okay? If they're bloated as well, they can't brace properly. So we have to also be mindful of loading the spine, but it can make our joints lax. So it can make them a little bit unstable. So again, your client will name to you, oh, my sacrum doesn't feel that good or my knees feel funny. They'll name to you what they don't like. And you say, cool, let's go into a machine instead, right? You're all coaches. You all have incredible education on what is the next best thing they can do. And you put them in a machine where it's stable. 
right? It's going to control the light, the path. And that's just what they do in that while they're feeling that way. Okay. But also some women don't need to change anything. I just want to name that really loud and clear because we don't want to say, this is what's happening in your cycle. This is the way it's going to be because it, it minimizes women to tune in and make a conscious decision themselves. Right. And then after bleeding, you know, the um, estrogen starts to rise and women start to feel like themselves again. You'll feel them go, oh, I feel strong. I can brace. Like they do. They've got a really small pocket, <laughs> but they feel the best. Right. And then test through ovulation, testosterone rises. Our little, it's like 3%. But for a female who never produces testosterone, 3% is like, feels incredible. So most people say, I feel like superwoman around ovulation. They also feel really horny. Right. So if you're tracking your, your wife's menstrual cycle, no kidding. <laughs> but they're actually going to be really strong. I highly doubt your client's going to say to you, oh, I'm feeling really horny today. So they're probably going to go, oh, I'm, I'm close to ovulation. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Definitely an Australian here. Okay. So why is this important? Actually, times for PBs, really good time. Great recovery. Estrogen is anabolic, right? We handle carbohydrates better in that first phase of our menstrual cycle. Okay, we handle carbohydrates really well. We have great recovery. Okay, we actually have better hunger cues. So for diet breaks, everyone, great time is that second half of the follicular phase. Diet breaks for your clients, and I'll tell you why. They're super carbohydrate sensitive, but also their hunger hormones are better in check. So I don't know if anyone's ever been on a diet break, but when you start to increase carbohydrates, you actually get hungrier. So it's like kind of shoots you in the foot. It's like, oh my God, I just want to keep eating more, but you obviously still in a, at a capped window. Okay, yeah. I don't know, Justin, I see your face like right in the middle of the screen and I, I just saw that big laugh. It's like, yeah, we go on a diet break, think it's going to be joy. And then it's like almost kind of like harder. But actually, if you're wondering when to, to diet break a female, that's a really good time. Once we overcome the ovulation, we start to get a, a you know, estrogen, testosterone come down and progesterone will start to rise. And progesterone is, it changes the way we utilize fuel, okay? So we become better at using fat as fuel. So the way we, we change our substrate fuel is changes. And it also changes the way the water sits in the muscle. So it sits subcutaneously and we get that bloated or that watery look for females, okay? So we actually do increase our fluid because Progesterone also interferes well with aldosterone and aldosterone is the hormone that manages our fluid balance. Okay. So that's why we do like women will put anywhere between one kilo to two kilos or two pounds, four pounds of weight. And it's fluid. It is fluid retention. You see it in their photos. Okay. And they start to get things like PMS symptoms. And because they're the change in their, I guess, the utilization of carbohydrates, they want carbohydrates because they feel sluggish right? Their brain knows that like, yes, carbohydrates is the quick fix and you don't take their carbs out. Don't do that. Okay. But you want to really make sure you're utilizing those carbohydrates pre and post training. Okay. Where the body, remember think when their muscles are pumping, it's like a fuel, it's going to draw in that water, those carbohydrates to the muscle. That's what training will do. And then we are carbohydrate sensitive post training. So the best time to, we get the best glucose uptake within that first hour after training best time to eat carbohydrates. So we don't take carbohydrates out. We don't do that. We keep them as they are, but we're probably not going to increase carbohydrates that week. It's not a great week to diet break someone on. Now, Stacey Sims, who's the leading researcher of female athletes, says that women can hit personal bests across the month, 
but it's all about recovery. It's all about managing recovery. So a big part of that is meal timing for females, okay? Making sure they are getting four to five meals with protein in them spread evenly throughout the day because that is going to allow them to feel more satiated as well, right? Hunger hormones go up when progesterone's high. It works on thyroid. Women can burn anywhere between 80 to 300 calories extra. But the thing is, we don't use that because you don't know which one you are. But yes, they're going to be hungrier. But for those in a deficit, we go, we can actually maximize fat loss better if you stay on course, okay? So maybe don't tell your clients that part. Don't say, yeah, you're burning an extra 300 calories. Then they're going to go, oh, well, it doesn't work that way. Okay, we don't actually know which one we are, but it's actually really interesting. So yeah, hunger goes up, right? We're a little bit more lethargic, probably not the time we want to do sprint training, but zone two, okay, zone two cardio, great for improving mitochondria flexibility, right? It helps us utilize both fat and fuel substrate fuel, fat and carbs substrate fuel. Get some zone two in there, right? If your client is saying, I'm not feeling that great, okay? If we also want to make sure that we're improving our sleep. Now, some women in when they're in that later luteal phase, this is me, sweat all night. It's like 30% of women get heat insomnia. So their sleep gets really messed up because they just their body temperature goes up. That's me, which means it's going to impact recovery. So just bear that in mind. Your client's saying, oh, I, I really don't sleep well this time of my month. Just have that in the back end in terms of their performance. And remember, you have to earn the right to put the weight on the bar. So if they're warming up, okay, say to them, like, hey, if you're warming up and the weight's not there, we're not going to go there. We're going to do the weight that feels the most challenging and we're going to do technique with that perfect weight. So you're always giving them a chance to win. They're not going backwards. Because remember, like perfect practice makes perfect, right? Technique, technique, okay? So by the way, guys, who's getting value? (laughs) <laughs> so first of all, I didn't want to stop, but then I also want to make sure that people get to ask you questions and people oh, yeah, are okay. fucking crazy in the chat box. So guys, we want to give you an opportunity to ask Hattie a question. Now we're not going to get a chance to get everyone, but if you have a question, please raise your hand. And guys, just want to remind you that first of all, thank you so much, everyone for coming today. It's been such an honor having you guys. It's so cool to see the community come together. And Hattie, when you spoke about the community, like it just made me so grateful for the Change Lives Academy because we truly yeah. do really have like a really powerful communities. And I'm just grateful to be a part of it. So thanks for coming out. And we're going to take some questions for Hattie so that you guys can interact. So Katie, go ahead, girl. Oh my God. I'm so excited right now. That was so good. Okay. So I have like a couple of questions, but I'm going to condense. So my first question is like more overall, and it's how do you really like get people to like, how do you acclimate someone more so to like strength training. So for example, like I'm a power lifter and I have a lot of clients that are like finally stepping into that and like wanting to be strong and being really excited about. So I'm super hyped about this, but I know I have some people who are like so scared to get it under a barbell. I usually start them with like, you know, those kinds of progressions start with like box squats and things like that. But I feel like it's also more difficult, especially as an online coach. So like, how do you approach something like that? That's a really great question. And, it, and I must admit in the an online space, it's harder. But something that I said today was we have to build confidence. So that means like it might mean that your step through approach is probably slower than what you'd take someone one-to-one. And let's say, let's take them through the goblet and then like a box squat. And when you take them through a box squat, what most people go wrong is they sit on the box, right? And then they come up. Let's be like, okay, that's burning hot. 
and you're just going to kiss it with your bum like we because we want to we want that exercise to translate to the end goal right so okay so we want to be like you're but you're squatting you're squatting and then you might improve rather than going from like barbell to load you might go to range right so we use different ways we look at the problem that we're trying to solve and we go what's going to solve that problem right and because if they say I'm, I'm not confident to get on the bar that means that they're still unconfident with their technique so until you make that technique really strong and you teach them how to brace okay bracing is a big one guys teaching your client how to brace okay planks side planks like everyone looks at these as beginner but most advanced people can't even do them right right when we look at people squatting we see a breakdown most of it is breath they don't know how to brace use their obliques properly to protect the spine getting back pain you're getting back pain when you're squatting you're not bracing the technique is off so when you, and and, a, and you know a, to lay so take something back it's like ask your client what what do you not feel confident in can you please share with me can you break that down for me can you share with me what it is and they might say techniques so as a coach you need to find the solution to that and it's not getting them under the bar because that they're not that doesn't make them feel safe it is teaching them the technique hey we're going to learn to brace here or we're going to do the box squat and you're going to you're not allowed to burn your bum and then we might go to a lower step and then we go that squat looks amazing can we try the bar and what I like actually Katie is rather than doing a load related cycle do a rep related cycle so find a weight that they feel confident doing and go okay week one we're doing five by three that's it just give me three reps perfect reps amazing week four keep that same weight and I just want you to give me five by four perfect technique okay week three we're going to go five by five that same weight perfect technique and you're say perfect that's perfect that's perfect they're hearing i'm doing good this is good this feels the repetition i'm feeling confident i'm feeling confident i'm feeling confident okay next month we're going to start with that same weight we're going to do four by eight just a random thing and then you're going to increase a little bit more and we're going to go for a load related cycle or even a set related cycle where you add sets so like I said, there's more than one way to skin a cat and we have to meet our client where they're at. Something that I always say to my clients is show, don't tell. We can tell our clients how great strength training is, but uh. if they're scared of it, it doesn't actually matter. We have to show them that this is going to get them the result by showing them how to perform it safely and effectively. That is what builds confidence. Yeah, that was super helpful. I love that. And I think that like a rep related cycle is great because I think that people get really excited about lifting heavier and like wanting to do that. And then they get a little ahead of themselves and like, that's when like form starts to fall back. So I love that. I'm absolutely going to implement that very soon. And I have another quick question if like, that's okay with, with everybody. Yeah, go ahead. So this one's a little bit more specific, but I have a client. She is like one of my best clients. She's very, very serious about her strength. She wants to do a powerlifting meet this year, next year. It's really exciting, but she really struggles with, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I know that she will get like, she'll get like uterine cysts and she'll like bleed like a lot of the month and she does her best and she always wants to put in that effort. But I know that that is a struggle a lot of the time. I don't know if you've ever dealt with somebody who has a particular struggle like that, whether it's like that physically hormonal, she really struggles to like drop weight, even with like certain calories and her weight was kind of the same. So we've been on with that, 
but there's a lot of different factors and it seems kind of advanced and I'm doing my best, but I don't know if you have any advice. Look, I'm going to be honest. Like I haven't actually dealt with someone like that. And if I have anyone that I feel is out of my scope of practice, I always outsource. So I work with nutritionists and naturopaths, but you know, for you, I'd also, I'd like, I'd be working with maybe even a rehabilitation specialist, someone that can help guide you or work with you. And I think that's, and this is actually a really great point, guys. Like we don't have to know it all. Mm. It's actually the, one of the best things you'll ever say to your client is I don't know, but I can help you find out. I don't know, but I can find, I can look for someone to help. And because that is a, the rules that you give your gen pop, she's out, she's an outlier. So we yeah. have to always remember if there's someone that is outside of our scope of practice, ask for help because not only are you going to do your client a service, but you're going to allow yourself to learn along the way. And that doesn't mean that you're now qualified, but it gives you an idea. Okay. And I think that's a really important piece with mm. coaching. Mm. So I'm sorry. I don't think I can answer that maybe in the way that you were hoping. No, that's totally okay. Uh, thank you so much. I have been asking a couple of different people, but this was super helpful. Thank you. That was a great question. And I do agree with that. I love that statement, like being willing to like admit when you need to know more information. I think that's really, really powerful. I love that. Also, just want to let you guys know who here would like to see Hattie speak live in person. Raise your hand. She's going to be speaking live in person at the PT Domination event. We're flying her over here from Australia. She's agreed to come hang out with the crazy Canadians. So guys, if you're not on the wait list, put your name on the wait list. It's right there. And it's going to be absolutely fire. Chris K, what's up, King? <laughs> What's going on? First off, thank you for this. I fucking, I think I'm on four and a half pages of notes now. So it's ridiculous, oh, but hell yeah. So I have a couple questions. I guess my first one's the longer one. It's not necessarily about coaching them. It's about being a male in the space, trying to build their trust without working with them yet. And like, my biggest thing is like, I have the knowledge, but then when I go on to social media, I'm always told like simplify it. We don't want to use our big trainer words because they're not going to understand half of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So how would you recommend for me to kind of convey my message on social media to build that trust other than just like blasting a shit ton of social proof or going into like the actual big terms that's just going to like fly over everybody's head? My question is, who are you wanting to speak to? Who's, who's the niche that you're wanting to speak to? Yeah, specifically moms age 30 to 50. Okay. This is like, a, this is a niche thing actually, more than it is an information thing. You have to know I ask you, who are you speaking to? Because you have to have their same language. Education, information is great. If it doesn't speak to their needs, right? If it doesn't speak to their pain, if it doesn't sound like I understand exactly where you are at, that is just noise. And they're not going to click. You haven't, it's emotive. It's great to have information. So when we do with your social media, it's like you want to have information and free information. But if it's, if they don't understand it, no one goes, I don't understand that I want more. But if someone reads something, they're like, oh, that spoke to me. This guy, this person knows what I'm suffering. How does he know my deep dark seat? How does he know? Yes, let's fucking go. I love it. That's it. It's like, this is the mistake that a lot of us make that especially those of you who are like super educated, you're like, I've got so much information in my brain. It's going to be amazing. And that's great for people who love information, but that's probably not your clientele. You can share that incredible knowledge when they're paying you for it, but you need to show them, remember, show, don't tell, that you understand them. And it is with simplifying. It is with what is the problem that you know they have? So you share it out loud. The women that you work with, 
how it affected their life, and then how you sold it for them. Hey, is this you? Would you like some help with that? Click the link. Let's jump on a call. And then when you're on the sales call with them, Chris, like I said, you need to repeat back to them verbatim what they said to you. Not here is all my information around all the things I can do for you. That is a mistake that people make. It's not about you or your knowledge. It is about helping the person on the other side, which means we have to let ourselves go, right? Because I know that you can help that woman. You know that you can help that woman. But by telling her your value rather than listening to what she needs, it's like that. And that's going to be the missing link. So actually, also, when we can do something really well, we should be able to set, simplify it. And we have, we're we not speaking to other fitness enthusiasts. We're speaking for moms that just want to lose some weight. Mm. Fuck, they just want to improve their relationship with themselves. They've been trying, doing it through reading all these shitty magazines that are saying eat less. It's like... That's this sound fucking familiar, guys? Let's fucking go! Does this sound familiar? Yeah. This, <laughs> I literally preach this every fucking day. Champion every fucking, fucking day. Queen of the goddamn industry, all right? Literally just <laughs> drilled it in your guys' fucking brain. So you better get it now. Yeah, all right? you've now, now heard it so from me, Cole, and Hattie. So let's yes. Go, right? yes. Is, that, is, is that helpful, Chris? Oh, he knows yeah. it is. Literally, because when I'm when I coach them, I'm able to use their language. But then when I go on to my social media, I turn into like dumbass. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna make this in my language because this is how I'm making my fucking social media. So like I definitely flip the script. If I'm on the sales call, if I'm coaching them, I'm good. But then mm -hmm. when I get on the camera, it's about learning how to bring their language into the videos that I'm making instead of putting everything into my language, which I right. Do. So you just need to write down the words that they're using and use them in your video script. Bro, Chris, do this. Okay, Hattie, just to give you a little bit of a background, Chris has two moms. All right, it's one of the reasons why he wants to help women that age. Okay. Speak to your fucking social media like you talk to your moms, bro. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Especially with how much you've been serving them and helping them and helping them with their life and way more. Yeah, I fucking love that idea. Hattie Boydell, newest PT domination coach. <laughs> Let me tell you, and when you guys were doing your thing, I was like, like, no, this is the thing. Like I've been, like I said, in the industry for 16 years. Like I've been online and online coach for eight years. So I honestly, everything that you guys are saying, I'm like, I had to learn that eight years ago. Yep. And I'm still refining it. Like I'm not perfect. 100%. I like trying to find the niche and your niche changing and then change your language. And sometimes we want to have like four different fucking niches, which means you have to four different <laughs> scripts, right? And four different ways of talking to people. Yeah. But there are similarities between all the people that you want to work with, even if you want to work with a number of niches. Yeah. Like I love working with high achievers and I love working with high achievers because sometimes they rob themselves of the results because they're so fucking rigid. It's like that all or nothing. Only do it when it's perfect. It's like that is stopping you from being the best version of yourself. Do you not know that? Like use a high standard, but goddamn have some self-compassion. Mm -hmm. Know that there's more than one way to skin a cat, you know, and that's hard for them because it's like, no, I'm a perfectionist. No, no, a perfectionist does everything perfectly. You're all or nothing. No one likes to hear that. Everyone likes to call themselves a perfectionist. I've rarely met one. Powerful. Mm -hmm. that that like super... If I'm wanting to get deeper into like hormone studies along with the nutrition, what it would be like your top two to three programs to go through our courses? I think Dr. Stacey Sims will be one of your best ones. She does a great one. Okay, this is the thing. Hormones are outside of our scope of practice, but knowing the basics will be very beneficial to you. Just like learning basic physiology and biochemistry for our for nutrition and training, because you have to know what type of new training is doing what in the body to get a result. We need to know and 
just knowing the basics of our menstrual female menstrual cycle. That's just one thing I have to say. It's like hormones are outside of our scope of practice unless you become a doctor. But you can certainly learn the basics. But Dr. Stacey Sims is someone I love for mm. sure. Are you said Stacey Sims? Dr. Stacey Sims, S T A C E Y. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Beautiful. I think she's Canadian. I think all the the cool people are. John Chow, I saw you raise your hand. Before we go to John, let's play a fun game. Guys, what's been your biggest, like your favorite takeaway from Hattie today? Everybody type it in the chat box or just write write a quick one. My favorite one, Hattie, I wrote this down. Leadership means following the rules that you're giving others. I was like, oh, that fucking resonates with me on a very deep level. It was very powerful. What was your favorite quote from Hattie? Write it in the chat. I think mine was imposter syndrome happens when you stop leading by example, because that's been, uh, hard thing for me to express to people. I really like the way that you worded that. That's going to be a quote that I drill into your guys' heads for the next six months. So just buckle up. (laughs) It's a very, very good one. I liked it a lot. Mr. John Chow. Hey, what's up? All right. So I know we're running out of time, so I'll I'll keep it quick. I just want to go over just real quick. You said the ovulation is basically a good time for a diet break. Okay. So ovulation, yes. Or even like, so the later follicular phase. So after they've stopped bleeding, which happens between like, days one to seven for most people after that is when estrogen starts to rise and that happens between the windows of days seven and 14 if we're running off a 28 day cycle that's a great time to diet break someone okay that is and when the they thing, are most carbohydrate sensitive right and the other thing i just wanted to ask is what do you think is the most effective way to deprogram all of my female clients wanting to do excessive cardio and hit workouts because that's what they see on instagram when i tell them if you don't look like those ladies doing that stuff on Instagram, they didn't build their physique doing that. And they just don't Great trust question. me. Okay. So the first thing you have to build trust. So rather than take it all away from them, which is, mm-hmm. uh-uh, they're going to go do it behind your back. If you take it, off. you're going to work with them and say, okay, let me compromise with you. I can only show you the way if you're willing to be led that way. Now I want to compromise. I'm going to give you a little bit of this, right? So they can go and do their thing. But then you're going to program them to do this, okay? And so over time, one, you start to get them strong and they start to become confident under the bar. And they go, oh, this strength training thing, I'm feeling. And you celebrate their wins. Well done this week. Oh, my God. You hit X amount on the bar. Amazing work. And you you continue to promote the thing that you want them to do, right? And then eventually you just, you tape, you start to taper back the hit training that they're doing. Okay. So like I said, coaching is objection handling, which is someone that put in there. And that is, you can like take them and say, you can ask them for it. And then you can say, oh, cool. But what you said to me is you want to look like this. And that training can only be done for so long. It's like, we want to educate them along the way while slowly shifting their habits away. So I've had girls that have come to me and they've, they've done like double training twice a day, seven days a week. And I could say, we're taking all that out. I'd say, okay, thank you know, can we do this? And I take out, you know, three out of their fucking 14 sessions a week. And each, every so often, I just strip it back, strip it back. And then I start to increase their food. And I had a girl that was training. She was doing something like 27 fitness classes a week. She was taking them plus training twice a day and on a Sunday. And she was eating 1700 calories. She ended up quitting her, after a while, she started seeing results, started increasing food. She quit her job as a, as a fitness instructor now only trains four days a week and she hit 3000 calories in her build. So she went from training nearly 30, no, 35 sessions a week, right? Including all the activities she was doing. She was in deficit, deficit. 
but I couldn't say to her, you're not doing that. I had to, I've been there before, right? I had to slowly say, I'll give you this if you give me that kind of bartering system. Let me show you. You can tell them all you want, but they haven't trusted you yet. So you have to build the trust with them, which is I'll compromise with you. Okay. You said when you came to me, you said you want X, Y, and Z. You've been doing A, B, C for X amount of time and you haven't achieved the result that you want. You're paying me X amount of money for my expertise. Can you let me show you what we can do? Because And if you have some clients, some really great client testimonials and progressions, now this is the objection. A lot of the women will say, but that's her. I can't do that. And what does that fall down to? The rules that they live by, the limiting self-belief. So not only do they don't trust you, they don't trust themselves. Okay. So not only are you building trust between you and their relationship, you're now having to rebuild, help build their their trust with themselves, okay? And there's a beautiful thing called the repair system, but the only way we repair is by doing the thing, okay? So coaching is like, it's it's not 12 weeks. We're not 12-week challenges here. Unless you are, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to coaches, right? We're in it for long-term sustainable And we're also in it for when our clients fly away, we did our job. That is what it is to serve others. They don't need to pay us for us to for them to get information to be a better human. Because remember, it's a domino effect. They improve as a human, their kids improve. They're, it's just, we are at a the beautiful root of a lovely flower, okay, that is going to spread great things, you know, across the world and help everyone become better humans of looking after themselves. And it's not about money, it is about serving. Okay. I hope that was helpful, John. Super helpful. Thank newest, you very much. Newest PT domination coach. Just going to plant the seed. I'll invoice you later. I'm going to plant the seed, all right? I'm just going to let that seed grow into a flower. Pam, last and not least. Hi. This is, Hi, Pam. I'm a little nervous. I don't know why, but I am a little, a little nervous. I've been in the industry for 30 years, and I kind of have a, a twofold question. So I'm turning 52 next week, and I'm the, I'm the strongest I've ever been in my entire life right now. And one of the things, there's two things. I have women that say to me all the time, they want to look like me. They want to, but I work out six days a week. I lift somewhat heavy. Uh, No, I lift heavy. And when I program their workouts, obviously not like mine, but gearing up towards like mine and they don't like it. They don't want to work out that hard. They don't want to do five sets, two warm up sets and do a working set. So even if I try to educate them and say, well, the, what you were doing wasn't serving you, didn't change you. You came to me for a reason. They mm-hmm. still say to me, but I hate it. I don't want to do it. So that's one question. And then two, do you ever get scared for yourself in the sense of like, and I, you're younger than me, so it's not like, but I know you're strong. Do you ever think about as you age, you won't be, you won't look so fucking hot like you do now like do you know what I'm trying to say right like I, I get- do I do thank you I do okay which one will I ask for will I answer first I'll answer the first one first so what we like and what our clients like you know obviously you sound like two different things and it's not about us right so I know that you know what is good for them and we can't just let them sit in their own shit either because they're not paying you for that we're not here to say yes whatever you want but we have to meet them in the middle. And so, like I mentioned to John, it's like you haven't, they don't trust 
the process, right? And if you don't trust the process, you're not following it. And if you don't trust the process, you sure as hell are not putting effort into it. So you have to meet them where they're at. You have to hold a mirror. Hey, what you're doing wasn't getting you the result that you want. And you know where you want to work them towards. But you have to meet them where they are at, which is you might give them the higher rep ranges that they enjoy doing, but don't give them the same amount of volume. Like you've got it, you have the knowledge, right? So you're going to have to work with them. And eventually, like you can trick a lot of people, you know, with things. You know, let's say a great protocol that girls get tricked by is like 6, 12, 25. Six gets them to do the heavy weights. 12 is the mid range. 25 gives the pump. You bet they walk out pretty, feeling pretty good. Now they can't do that forever, but they can do that for six weeks. And then you change it up. So you have to get, think outside the box, what their clients' needs are, what they want, what is the middle ground? How does it lead to the end result where you want to take them? Because you can't start, like beat them with a the stick that they're not following what you said. They don't trust you. It's like they see you. But they're part of them, like I said to John, is, oh, but that's her. I can't do that, right? They're still in the rules. We can't, we've got to like help change the rules first. We've got to show them, don't tell them. Think of it like that, guys. How do I show my clients that they can do this rep range? Because actually, again, for older women, the best rep range for them, for their for menopause, is strength training, is one to six rep ranges. Now, women that are older that have never done strength work and now suddenly go saying hey actually the research says for bone density and retaining a muscle mass i should be doing reps between rep ranges between one to six and plyometrics for my bone density but i've never done that before it's pretty scary so like you have to take take them slowly down the, it might be slower than what you want but that's why i like you know for i do like six week blocks because it gives opportunity for confidence to grow over four weeks four weeks it's like oh i just you know, both have pros and cons, okay? You have to just know what your system and your model is. And another thing is, and I want to say this loud and clear, every single exercise and exercise selection and reps and weights, you need to be able to explain why you're giving it to your client. If your client says to me, tells you, why am I doing this rep range? It's not because I do it, because I do it. I'm sorry, that doesn't fly. You have to tell them why. Teach them how, what mechanisms grow muscle, how hard we have to work what this rep range does for X, Y, and Z. And it has to speak to their needs, not your needs, right? So a lot of us trainers, we know it all. We know what's good for them, but it's not about us. How do we meet them where they're at? Because they have to trust you first. My clients trust me. They always say, whatever you want, I'll trust, I trust you. But I also say, what do you enjoy doing? Because let's make sure there's some enjoyment in there. It's okay, Pam, this is what I learned from Brett Contreras. Love him to death. Make sure your clients feel good when they walk out of the session. So what's their favorite body part that they want to pump up? Is it lateral raises? Is it shoulders? Is it biceps? Is it chest? Is it glutes? Right. Get them to do all their fluffy stuff at the end. Their booty pumps. Cool. They're going to walk out with a big juicy ass. They, and that, they're going to think that that's the reason their glutes grow. But it's not. It's all the stuff that they did at the beginning. They don't know, right? But we, they leave out and they go, I can't wait to go back to my next session. Pam's the best. She listened to me. You bet when you respond and you go, hey, you ask them, hey, what do you feel you can handle? Where are you at? She's asking me. My God, she cares about me. Like, it's actually a really great question, Pam. And I hope that's helpful. Yeah, that was that was great. I never thought of 
doing the putting in the fun stuff at the end for them just to feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. The other is this is okay. When I first started fitness modeling 13 years ago, even at that age of 21, I was like, I'm not going to be young forever. I knew that at such a young age, which is why I was like, I want to be more than a fitness model. I want to be more than my body. This is such a small currency that for some reason people put so much emphasis on, but I knew better than that. So for me, it's like developing value as a human, becoming an educator. Doesn't matter how old I am, right? And I'm going to continue to get be as strong as I can, right? So I can show, show, don't tell that the principles that I use in my younger years, my later years, that this is what keeps me as young as I can be, right? I know I'm not going to look like this forever. And I came to terms with that at a young age because I didn't want to suffer from it, Mm. right? We're all going to age. I know it's scary, but we are more than the way we look. And this is why you need to give value, being educated, okay? Helping others. You can do that at any age. It actually doesn't matter what you look like. And actually strength training, getting under the bar, the bar doesn't give a shit what you look like. That's why I loved it. That's why I fell in love with it. Didn't matter what I looked like. It was all about how I performed, how I showed up for myself. That was so empowering. How did I choose to love myself enough to show up for myself? How did I choose to love myself enough to fuel my body to be stronger, powerful, bigger, not small anymore, building some big ass wheels? Like, yeah, I, I, I changed my language, right? And a part of this mindset is changing the language, wisdom, right? Embodied knowledge. I think about the things that are going to serve me as I get older. And I, to be honest, I try not to think about it because, yeah, there was a period in my life where I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? And it's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to be more than this one currency that as a young girl, I put so much emphasis on and I wasn't happy. I was fucking miserable. It was never good enough. So therefore I became strong. I said at the beginning of this call, strong is not just a physical attribute. It's a mindset, right? It's a mindset, which is something that we can learn to improve and grow and develop. And it is an an amazing resource that we have available to us. And that doesn't mean it's always good, right? We grow in discomfort. I think Maria said that, right? We grow from this discomfort. And you know what, Pam, you'll be able to speak to women on the same, you know, that play the same and you're going to show them, hey, I look after myself. At every age, I look after myself. You want to age slower? Well, you better have a good self-care routine, right? You better look after yourself. And actually, you'd probably get a better result training less. That's the first thing I thought when you said I train hard six days a week. I'm like, you could train harder with less, with more rest. She's like, fuck off. You know, no, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to go down a a really, a mini rabbit hole. And I apologize for this, but this is actually something that's quite important. You are going to have clients and even yourself, I might be speaking to you that you train six or seven days a week because you love it. That's not true. I'm sorry. You don't like how you don't, how you feel when you don't train. That's the truth. That's it. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm holding. And your clients are going to mimic that. So the ones that aren't getting results, they want to train seven days a week. Who are they getting that from? You're showing them, right? And I think that's a problem here because this tool that is meant to empower us actually is, is depowering because you only feel empowered when you do it. Yeah. That's a part that I just had to name for everyone. Damn. Wow. I got goosebumps. Thank yeah, you. Pam, like, oh, oh. <laughs> I appreciate you, mate. You're your so much. Damn. Thank you so wow. much. I really, really appreciate this so much. Wow. I appreciate you. Thanks, Pam. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think that we need to make sure that Hattie has a lot of time to speak at the event because I was powerful as fuck. Do you guys get value? 
There's 73 of you guys that are still here after 90 minutes. That tells me that this was a super <laughs> valuable call. So Patty, as you can see, the chat box is going crazy. We are so grateful for you. So everybody give, everybody unmute yourself and give Patty Boyle a massive <laughs> Oh, thing. thanks guys. Let's give her a massive, like messy Zoom thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank, thank you, Patty. Everybody. Patty. 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 Thank you, Patty. Thank you. <laughs> this was incredible. Oh, yes, thank you so much. Oh my God. Yes, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And no, I was nervous before I started this call for you guys. I was like, oh, so many Brady Bunches. Very, very excited to host you in September. It's going to be an incredible experience. And for those of you guys that are coming, guys, it's this is going to be this good. So Hattie, thank you so much again. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Where do they find you if they want to like just follow more about your journey? Oh, my Instagram, Hattie Boydell. I also have the Hattie Boydell podcast, which I admit needs a little bit more work. It's not on my high priority list, but there's some goodies in there. But even if you um, put my name on into Google, a whole lot of my podcasts are going to come up. So feel free to tune into them and, and just reach. I, I honestly, it's, I'm not a chat box. Like my Instagram is actually me. I, I actually am very proud of the fact that it's just me. So if you do um, want to reach out and ask me a couple of questions, feel, please feel free to. I, I do my best to respond to everyone. Mm, beautiful. Again, guys, thank you so much for coming, Hattie. That was incredible. We have uh, pages and pages full of notes. So super, super good. <laughs> and we will, we'll see you in September. Thanks so much, guys. See you in September. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully, you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10K on Instagram at TheRealBrianMark for more information, and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you grow an online coaching business.